Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are so very happy to have you with us today and uh, thrilled to be talking about busyness and self-worth and continuing this conversation in season six of the podcast. And uh, welcome to all of our viewers on YouTube. We are relatively new to the platform, thrilled to be here um, and uh, happy to have you all with us. So welcome, as I said, before we dive into today's topic, I will, as I always do, welcome my amazing, fantastical, fabulous, wonderful, uh, all the great things. Co-host Tova, how are you today, Tova? I am, I am good. I am good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to take some deep breaths because there's a lot happening in uh, life that is hard, but I, you know, it's life. So I am, I am good. We'll yeah. go. Yeah, I think this is a good episode for us to do this week because, um, quite frankly, it is the end of the school year for us. It is the beginning of the summer. There's a lot of transition. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of a challenging time, I think. And so today we are talking about what happens when you are seeking out, find yourself continuously seeking out, I should say, your self worth in your to-do lists. And what I mean by that is when you only feel valuable based on checking off lines in your lists. Now that may not be quite so, um, literal for some of us, but for some of us, it might be very literal. We might have actual lists all over our house that we cross things off of. I'm uh, not naming names um, <laughs> or looking in mirrors at the moment. Um, but you know what, what happens when that becomes such a huge part of your identity and your feeling of value as a human, uh, how do you kind of navigate that? And, and is it healthy? Is it not healthy? I have my my sneak peek towards the end of this episode is it's not the healthiest way to go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that maybe we can work towards letting go of some of that attachment and finding value in other ways. So let's dive in, let's start talking about it. Um, And, and just to be clear, we are differentiating this, this concept from hustle culture, which we talked about a couple weeks ago and, uh, and finding value and self-worth in your work it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. so we'll get into that as well. And, uh, and so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Tova, I don't know if you want to kick us off. I know we're both a little low energy today, so we're going to work are. on it for you guys, we but are. you know, we're big, we're, we're big fans of being where we are when we are. So, um, we want to model that for you all and, and, uh, and accept, accept our feelings as they come. So, well, it's interesting you say that because, so I have a, uh, in my planner, which is that houses my beautiful planner that I've customized and I love so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
that houses my daily to-do list. It has a goal. And I realized like I, I write in a spot says my goal for like for the day, basically. And I realized I didn't select a word for the month this month, but the word definitely has to be present because right underneath and next to my, you know, uh, agenda for the day and my to-do list that I've put on for the day is this goal. And it is so, so easy to get caught up into my own personal to-do list apart from work that I realized that like, I've just gone through the day and I haven't actually been present for the day. And I'm not, you know, and, and as you say, it's the end of the school year for us. And so a lot of the things that have us running around, at least for me, are, are things that I enjoy, but if I turn them into just something on the to-do list and I turn all the things that I'm doing into just like checks off the to-do list, then I'm not actually experiencing them. And I will also then go on to say that I love my to-do lists because literally things don't get done if I don't write them down. And there are days where I realize so, so this is not knocking to-do lists. It's just sort of figuring out what, what role a to-do list plays in our lives and, and how we feel when things don't get checked off the to-do list and how we feel when things get on the to-do list. And I, um, you know, I, I can tell when I'm not using my planner and I'm not using my to-do list because I feel flighty and floaty and any other sort of flying type words, <laughs> um, because I'm not grounded. Like I do find the to-do list comforting, like, okay, I can look at it. But that being said on my to-do list, I only have a few spots every day for things that I'm expecting myself to get done. Because, and I'm not going to say that I don't sometimes like write little tiny things around them. There's more to do list, <laughs> which is what I shouldn't do. But I've spent a lot of time trying to separate myself. Like this is one of those things that I actually in this one, in this season where it feels like this whole season is sort of a personal attack and learning curve season. <laughs> this is one thing I feel pretty good about that. I do love checking boxes off a to-do list, but I've, I've grown over the last 25 years. <laughs> it's been a little slow process in figuring out that like what actually has to get done and what doesn't have to get done. And if it doesn't get done one day, I can just move it to the next day. And like, none of my worth goes away. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but let's, let's back up a little bit because yes, that's the end goal. And it's a great place to be, to be able to have a functioning to-do list that actually does what you want it to do. Yes. Um, and that's amazing. And, and it's some, something I uh, admire that you are capable of. And it's, no, it is, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And um, this is a skill that Tova happens to have that is exceptional. And I think it's something that anyone can, can get to, but it takes a lot of work. And so how do you start the process and how do you figure out what even goes on a to-do list, right? How do you figure out like 
what goes on it, what doesn't go on it, how to maintain it, how do you like move things from the big to-do list to the little to-do list, right? So there's a lot of things that go into that thought process. And I think for anyone listening or watching or, or wherever you are in this process, um, please understand that what Tova just described did not happen like she, she very specifically said 25 years. Yes, <laughs> I was she, not kidding. And she was not like underselling that process for, for, for all of your uh, benefit. It is a long learning process to figure out, you know, what do you need to do in any given day that is really important? And also what is important to you? I mean, there's that aspect as well. And then when you add all of that together and figure out where are your core values, you know, what is your purpose driven life? I know I'm going a little off track here, but like do it. it, Yeah, (laughs) I'm doing it. I feel Um, like we're, we're free because we don't have to be respectful of another person. I know we've been doing so many interviews lately and we're just like, (laughs) woo. We're like tangents galore. (laughs) We can do it all. We can do anything. Um, no, but if, you know, if you haven't taken the time. Oh no, I'm going back to inner voice. If you haven't taken the time to learn how to listen to yourself and figure out who you are, it's very hard to even figure out like what's important to you on a given day other than, okay, well, I have to eat. I have to, you know, go to my job or do my work, whatever my work is. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe a few other like essentials that keep you alive, but the rest of the stuff can be kind of hard to figure out and prioritize. And I know for myself, I will find myself doing busy work sometimes, or I'll find myself sitting in my office and going, Oh no, what was I doing (laughs) or what was I going to do? You know, so it can be very challenging. And then if you get to the end of the day, and you look back and you're like, uh, uh, wait, what just happened? What did I do? And you haven't checked off all the things on your list. Cause your list is 45 things long. Then you feel bad about yourself or you feel frustrated or you feel like you failed. Oh, the doom word. Right. <laughs> and that is an, it feels like an attack on your self-worth because so many of us have tied our self-worth to our productivity um, also known as our to-do lists. Right. And so if that's what we've done and we haven't been as productive as we wanted to, or we haven't crossed off all the things and it's the end of the day and we're looking back and we're going, Oh no, I haven't done all the things I said I was going to do today. Shame, shame. And then we feel bad about ourselves. And then it makes it just that much harder to get up the next day and do it all over again. Yeah. And you know, I think there's sort of two separate conversations that we're having, but they're, but they're like the same conversation. So there's, there's something you mentioned about like having those 45 things on those, on that to-do list. And like, listen, I love a day or a weekend where it's just one of those, the, the weekend is free. There's not a lot of events and we can just bang out those projects and bang out those errands. And just a couple of weeks ago, I remember I had like, I hate returning things places. And so I had like five things to return. And I just was like, I'm doing it all, you know, like, but I had the time and I set it aside. And so I, I get that we have sometimes those big weekends, but I think something that you said is really important, which is you have that big to-do list and then the daily to-do list. And 
because when we just carry around a big to-do list and I have one, I mean, I'm literally looking at my planner as we're talking about this because it's, it helps me talk about this, but I have a monthly to-do list and that's where I put things down that like need to get done, but not today. Right. And then I check in on that weekly or even not daily. Cause sometimes that's stressful, but like weekly. And I take things off that list that need, that can go on my daily list. Right. And there are definitely things that don't make it on the monthly to-do list. Cause it's like, oh yeah, I got to run and do that today. And I just like write it down on the daily to-do list. But the point is, Hey, it's super fun. Cause once you move something from monthly to daily, you can check it off twice. Awesome. And, and B like, super fun. Right. And then B like when you finish the day, if there's something that you didn't get done, that is a that is another conversation to have, right? So there's one thing about like setting yourself up for success by not being unrealistic with the expectations you have for yourself. And then I almost feel like, cause I have five spots on my top priorities for the day. And really I should have three to be perfectly honest, five's like, but I do feel like I always have like two reach goals. <laughs> like to reach to do. So it's like, well, if everything aligns perfectly, these will get done. But then there's also when the day ends, letting go of what's not onto your to-do list and not carrying any shame by flipping it over to the next page and writing it down on the next day. And if you look at the next day and you're like, there's no way I can do any of this. Cool. Just put it on the monthly list or put it somewhere else or put it on another day. But like, there's, there's that we need to be able to recognize that our day has to end at some point and we can't carry it over into the next day, the next week. And this is something that I haven't quite mastered, but I work hard to do. And I actually have a section on my planner that talks about like reviewing tomorrow. And part of reviewing tomorrow means looking at the to-do list today and moving over whatever needs to hop over to the next day. And then I also have affirmations and they're very specific affirmations about like, I did all I could do today and that was good enough. And now I'm done and I'm moving on because we can't, you know, we use these to-do lists, I think often as a buffer to keep us from having to actually be present and look around and feel sadness and feel our feelings. And, and I think to do those are great ways to avoid feeling feelings top notch. Um, but that's not how we want to live our lives because we've talked about this before, but if we, if we don't let our feel self feel grief and sadness, it's much harder to feel joy and fulfillment and contentment and all of these things. Um, and so we need to figure out how to separate what we did with our day with how successful it is and how successful we are and how fulfilled we are. Because I have had days where I've checked everything off my list and I look back and be like, I heated up my tea four times and I never drank it. And like, that is not a successful day for me. If I have to keep heating up my warm beverage and never get to partake in a warm beverage, uh, but I got everything on my to-do list done, something is too out of whack. Right. There's no balance there. There's no balance. And so this is, a, I think, a different balance for everyone. Um, 
but like I said, there's sort of these two conversations, like how do you do well with your to-do list? And, and you and I, Riley have had this conversation about this concept of like eating the frog, Mm -hmm. which is the book about, you know, you, you figure out the, the tasks that you need to done to actually move along your goals to where you need to go. And like, there are some tasks that I need to do today. Like I have to go to the pharmacy that doesn't, you know, I could sit back and be like, well, the goal is a healthy lifestyle, but like, also it doesn't feel like it's moving along any goals. It's just, it just has to get done. I got to write it down or I'll forget to do it. Um, but I also think we all have to figure out our own pace because you and I have both discussed that we both sometimes ourselves and sometimes our kids are never going to take the hardest task on the list first. We need a little like add a boy, look at you, look at you checking off some things and you need to like put some easy things first. Like, Ooh, I made that phone call right this morning. I renewed a prescription. I was like, yes. (laughs) Sometimes you need a win, right? Like whatever the win is, it doesn't even matter how small and ridiculous you think it is in your, you know, objective brain that, you know, that you made the phone call or that you, you know, paid the bill or you cleaned the, the bathroom or whatever the thing is, sometimes you just need the win to help you motivate up and over the rest of the things you were going to do. And that, yeah, this is a different conversation, but I do think it's, it's valid and important to the topic at hand. Um, sometimes you need the win to help you sort of like move the process forward. Yeah. And sometimes you need to tackle that hardest thing first and just be like, yep, I got that thing done. Now I can like move on to the smooth sailing, easy stuff. I think it shows how emotionally we are tied to our to-do lists. Yes. And now, like like you said, there's some of it's just neurologically how our brains work. Yep. Right. But also it is how our anxiety can increase if we're struggling to get something done. Or there's also situations, I can't think of it, but I remember- I don't remember what it was. I'm trying to think, but I, I don't think I realized how much stress it was causing me until it was off my to-do list. Yes. And it happens to me so often. Right. And it's just one of those things where like, oh, I had no idea how much space this was taking up in my life. And you know what? It's so often for me, the little things that that happens with, like, like the prescriptions or making doctor's appointments or, you know, because they take up time. And they're irritating, like they're irritating to do. Yeah. And there are things that I would love to have a virtual assistant so I can be okay. like, go yes. and do those things. Yeah. So this is a great time for our public service announcement, which is we do not all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yes. Yes. Right. And I don't know if we've said that on here before. We say it to each other all the time, yeah. but like <laughs> we compare ourselves to Beyonce and we're like, we do not have the same nope. 24 hours as Beyonce. Yeah. Like she has an assistant for her assistant. Well, I'm right. She might not. I don't know. These are assumptions I'm making, but my assumption <laughs> is that there are certain people who have assistance for our assistance. And we're just like, I just want someone to make my doctor's appointments. Right. And, and return think, my library books. <laughs> right. And you think about these tasks that are taking up space in our lives and brain power. Cause like, Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got it. And then like, of yeah. course you, when you go to call the doctors is closed. So it right. goes back on, you can't even take it off your list. You're like, but I called them. Can I just like get a check mark or something? Or like you sit I, on hold for half an hour with yeah. the cable company or whatever it is. Like, And these things take a long time. Like yeah. I need to change my cable plan like a ton. We don't use it. And yet 
that is such a process, but it just keeps coming with me. Yeah. But then like the other day I registered the kids for summer reading and we all went to the library together. Well, that's a task I want to keep on my list. Like, I don't want to hand that off to somebody. Right. So I do think it's important at, because we attach so much of our value to our to-do lists that, uh, and our tasks that we perform that we then look at other people and go, how do they get, how, you know, how does she do it all? And I was like, well, she probably doesn't like, or she doesn't do it well. Or like she picks and chooses, right? Like just like the rest of us. I mean, I've said this on the show before I'll say it again. I have zero shame about it. And I have let go of the guilt. I am not a Pinterest mom. I do not volunteer at the school. I do not show up for all the things you know, I'm not that mom. The kids know it. And, you know, maybe they'll be in therapy about it later. I don't know. They'll be in therapy about something. So let it be that. Uh, it's, it's just not who I am. It's not the mom. I am. I'll take them to museums. I'll teach them all about history. I'll read them poetry. I'll take them to art classes. Like I will do all kinds of stuff with them that maybe other moms won't. I don't know, but I'm not going to be the one who makes all the amazing goodie bags. I don't know how to do that. It's not my thing. It's not my jam. They won't be happy with me if I do it. I won't be happy with me. You have to pick and choose the things that you're, you're not only are you good at, but you enjoy that bring you joy. Because as soon as you feel the joy, you put back out the joy, right? Like if you're not feeling joy, if you're not yep. feeling any sort of passion about what you're doing or any sort of enjoyment or pleasure, uh, and, and I, you know, and I, and I really mean that, like, then you're not going to put it back out into what you're doing. You're just going to suffer. And then you're going to put back out suffering. And that's, nobody wants that. Like, that's not good yeah. for anyone, your kids, your spouse, your partners, your friends, whatever. Um, it's not pleasant for anyone because <laughs> I, I, and I speak from experience. I mean, I tried, I tried doing that and it wasn't, it was not fun for anyone around me. Um, yeah. So I don't see the value in it truthfully. Yeah. Um, we, we need to take a quick break, Yes, but I, I want to talk a little bit about like the tasks that we don't have like a choice to do. Yeah. Um, because there are lots of tasks that we don't get to be like, well, you don't bring me joy dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Now what I really love to do, uh, take baths, go for walks, read, drink margaritas, hike. Yeah. Not what I was referring to. You know, we're recording a commercial right now. I do, but I'm thinking outside the box, being adaptable. As I was saying, what I love to do is host our live monthly workshops. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. Me too. They are a lot of fun to put together and host every month. And we can bring margaritas, so... Join us for live conversation as we get a bit deeper into topics near and dear to our hearts. We go through everything from self-care to setting boundaries. We share coaching tips, practical advice, and take questions from the audience. It's a whole lot of fun. Sign up for our newsletter today at goboldlyinitiative.com slash contact to make sure you hear about all the upcoming Go Boldly workshops. You definitely don't want to miss out. Now, back to that show. Uh, so welcome. Welcome back. So, so speaking of those those tasks that we don't 
like doing, right? Because I, I agree, like there are so many things that we add to our plate that we don't have to. And then there are other things that are on our plate because we exist and they like, they need to get done. Right. And so I, like, I look at, for me, I don't like unloading the dishwasher. I don't know why I just don't like doing it. Yeah. So obviously it needs to get unloaded, but now that my kids are a little bit older, like they unload the dishwasher. And even though they don't put everything away because it's high up, they move it from the dishwasher. I'm looking at my dishwasher. You can't see what I'm looking at. Um, I move it from the dishwasher. Like they move from the dishwasher to the counter. And then I don't have to bend down and unload it. And that's fantastic. And, you know, is it sometimes easier for me to just do it rather than remind them to do it? Yes. But in the end, it is, it's better when they do it. Like all of our lives and I'm less annoyed at them. just in general about their lack of helping. Yeah. Um, And I will say one of the things I have learned getting old is to tie these sorts of tasks to things that I do enjoy doing. Right. Yes. Um, You know, and so my daughter does the dishes. It's her chore. Uh, She hates it. She complains about it every single time, but um, you know, I, she loves K-pop. It's her like favorite thing on the planet. I do not love K-pop. And so our compromise is she gets to play K-pop on the thing that will not be named because it will start talking to me if I say its name um, as, you know, as loud as she wants while she's unloading and loading the dishwasher. And she dances around the kitchen singing and putting away and loading the dishes. And it's uh, like, I'm not going to complain about that. She's doing her chore and she's singing her K-pop and she's happy. And so I, you know, when I fold laundry, which I cannot stand doing, I watch, you know, bad television. It's, you know, I tie these things together so that they're not as unpleasant to do. I don't like cleaning. I'm, I'm just not very domestic (laughs) is what it boils down to. Anyone who knows me personally is well aware of this, this struggle I experienced, (laughs) but it's, it's fine. I mean, hundred percent though. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts or yes. listen to books when I do things. And there have been times, it was just a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a crime podcast, which I don't listen to that much anymore, but I was. And like, I was looking for things to organize around my house. Like I was looking for more tasks because right. I was like, this is great. I don't want to turn it off. And so yeah. I was like, oh, I can go over here and clean this. So I can go clean this. Um, and so you know, we, we recognize that there are things on your list that you just have to do, but there are also, there's so many things that we just put on our list yeah. Be, and, or that we don't ask other people to help with. We don't add, we don't try to take off our list. There's things that we put on our list because I think there's a lot of fear well, in silence and not moving. And so that is, you know, what we have to be aware of is both, are we being realistic and kind to ourselves with this to-do list? Do we feel like the to-do list is attached directly to our worth? And I have been in a household where I kind of dug my heels in and I was like, I'm not going to list all the things I did today because I do them every day and they're not attached to me. And it was actually it was, it was not me finding my own way to a world where my to-do lists 
were not me, I guess, or not my worth, but it was more like looking at other people who truly only value you based on the things that you did. And I like, I don't have a lot of rebellion in me, but that was something that I rebelled against. And I was like, no, I am not just my to-do list. And so for that reason, I'm not going to sit here and list all the things that I've done for our home and our family just to prove that I'm worthy. So like, that's one of that, that's one of the ways that I've gotten to this point where they're not connected because I rebelled against this concept that they are connected because we do spend a lot of time, I think, trying to prove our worth, not just to ourselves, but maybe to the other people in our lives. We're like, no, look what I did. Look, I went grocery shopping and then I put it all away and I made everybody dinner and please give me my gold star. Please tell me I'm worthwhile of our family and our love. And it's like, forget that. That's crazy. I'm just as awesome if I order pizza or even better took a frozen pizza out of the freezer (laughs) because there's inflation and it's way less money. Um, True story. (laughs) um, And so I think we need, you know, we really need to look at our lives and sort of the tasks that we're forcing on ourselves and figure out like, why, why are they there? What are they doing to us? Like, why, why are we going to bed at night feeling like if we don't get everything done, that we're not worthy of a bath or a glass of wine or just going to bed without shame? Yeah. Well, this really goes to the heart of the conversation around busyness, right? Why are we filling our to-do lists with so many things, right? Why is our to-do list each day, 25 things long instead of, you know, five things. Um, And if you think the 25 things on your list are essential, um, it's very unlikely true. Um, Right. You know, there are essential things every single day, right? Like you've got to eat your, if you have children, they need to eat. They probably need to be at certain places. I know every single day. They're so selfish. Um, They probably need to be certain places and, and you probably need to be certain places for your career or your, whatever it is that you do. Um, And, and we understand that we're not suggesting otherwise, but there is a whole world of other things on that list that are probably not essential to your everyday living. Um, And that's what we're getting to is what on that list is actually something that feeds your soul. What is on that list that feeds your family's soul? Or if you, you know, if you have a family or your friendships or your purpose in life. And if you don't know, then it's time to reevaluate. It's time to think about it. It's time to take some time to figure out what it is that you're doing every day that makes you happy, that brings you joy, that brings joy to the people around you, that serves the purpose you're meant to be living. And so once you start doing that, it changes the way you look at the things you're doing every single day. And if what you're filling your day with is just filler, if it's just noise, if it's just stuff so that you don't have to think, well, then then I would reflect on that as well. I would stop and, and look at that and go, well, why don't I want to think about my life? Why don't I want to feel anything? You know, those are important questions to start asking yourself and to start reflecting on. And, you know, maybe we'll do our regular plug for therapy. Maybe it's time to talk to a therapist and, and have that conversation and think about, 
you know, what is it that's holding me back or what's, you know, what's hurting me? Um, if it's not that deep, then maybe it's time to work with a, a life coach and, and figure out what your, your path forward is. What does that look like for you? Um, either way, it's, it, it's a good point in life to start reflecting on what it is that you're doing every single day and why it's, it's, you know, it's time to be intentional about your daily tasks. And so that when you lay down at night and go to sleep, it's not, you know, it's not a time where you're feeling ashamed or sad or frustrated or going, Oh, I meant to do these 12 things. And you're still running through that checklist in your head and that you're still on the hamster wheel. When you lay down at night, it should be the case that you lay down and you go, Oh, I'm relaxed. And I did enough and everything's okay. And I'm okay. Um, and then, you know, you can get up the next day and you can start over and, and feel okay about that. Yeah. And I, I wonder how many people listening have gotten this far without having some of those thoughts, because I think for me, um, while I had separated a lot of my to-do list from my worth, I was still very much using it to fill time and not have to really do serious self-reflection and feel my feelings right up until it ran into a global pandemic when I was stuck at home. And I would look at my calendar and be like, but where are all the things on it? Like, what do you mean there's nothing to do today? What do you mean there's nothing to do tomorrow? Like, what, like, what is happening? And, and, and why don't I have to run around and why am I not going all of these places? And, you know, during that time, we saw a lot of people filled their time and they're like, I'm going to bake bread. I'm going to do this. And, and I think though, it was also an excellent time for some self-reflection to be like, okay, but am I, am I doing that because it's fun and it's a new skill and it's something interesting to do. And it's kind of like a communal thing because everyone's talking about their sourdough starter, or is it something I'm just doing because I have to keep busy and I have to, I don't want to sit with my own thoughts and my own silence. And so this goes back to, you know, we're going to have a conversation about goals and achievements and why are we doing things with this alike? Like you said, Riley, this goes back to the why of it all. And like, we get that people are busy, but busyness is not the same as being busy. And we need to make sure we find a path for ourselves where we can still be present in our lives. Even if we are taking our kids to swim or baseball and, you know, feeding them every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think we need to think about, like you said, being intentional and figuring out why, and then figuring out how we end our day content and fulfilled, even if everything on the to-do list isn't checked off. Yeah. And figuring out how we accept ourselves as we are, right. Whether we've done the thing or not done the thing, whatever it is, how do we accept who we are? as we are without having, you know, checked off everything on our list, without having met all of our goals in a single day, without having, you know, satisfied everyone around us, because that's just never going to happen. 
um, as, as hard as we try. And that feeling of acceptance is, is something I don't, I don't know that it comes naturally to everyone um, or to most people really, because it's not something that we are taught or told about. I think in fact, we are often taught that we have to continuously strive and achieve in order to be accepted as opposed to, you know, just get up and breathe. And then (laughs) there you are, you're accepted. Um, You know, we, we're taught to strive throughout schooling and throughout our jobs. And that's how you become a part of the group, right? Like that's how you become an accepted member of society. And so breaking away from that concept and breaking away from that thought process is pretty hard to do. And, and that's not suggesting that you shouldn't strive and that you shouldn't achieve all of this, you know, all of this is not to say that you should just suddenly become somebody who sits on a couch all day and does nothing. Like that's not, that's not the solution. Right. So I know it can become, it can feel complicated to sort of meld all this together, but it's, it's, it's about accepting who you are, regardless of how much you have done or not done in a single day. Right. It's loving yourself regardless of anything else. It's being okay with who you are. And that, um, supersedes your checklist. It supersedes your to-do list. It, it, it's above and beyond your accomplishments in any given day and whatever somebody else might say to you. And, um, and that, that's something that anyone can get to. It just takes, takes quite a bit of work. Um, we do need to take one more break. So we're going to go ahead and do that. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how to sort of overcome this sense of achievement-based self-worth. So we'll be right back. In case you didn't already know, we love talking. True story. More than simply talking, we love researching, prepping, and bringing this podcast to life. We launched We Go Boldly with the goal of reaching people dealing with the kinds of questions and concerns that we also face. Things like how to hear my inner voice, how to make sure my habits are worth it and stick, how do I feel my feelings and still manage to function. After years of personal work and lots of trial and error, we realized we have a lot to share on these topics. Now we've been broadcasting for over a year and we are proud of our podcast. And uh, to no one's surprise, we still have a lot to say and talk about. We sure do. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create and we would love your support. So if you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. We are so grateful to all of our supporters. Now back to the show. Okay. Welcome back everyone. And uh, before the break, we were talking about how do you sort of work on overcoming this feeling? Like if I don't check off everything on my to-do list today, then I feel ashamed or I feel sad or I feel like I didn't enough or I'm not good enough. Um, and there's, there are some suggestions in the research about how to 
work on this. I don't know that they're very satisfying suggestions. <laughs> they're pretty amorphous, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about them anyway, because I think <laughs> that, you know, we can all try them, um, and, and see how they go for us. Uh, one of the things that I did really like as a suggestion was to make all, make a list of all of the things that you love about yourself that are not based on achievements. Um, you know, we like lists over here <laughs> after all this to-do list talk, Yeah, right. uh, but we do love a journal. So if you take out your journal and you make a list of all the things you love about yourself that have nothing to do with your achievements, you know, like I'm a kind and caring person. Um, I'm empathetic, something like that, you know, that has uh, literally nothing to do with, I've got a bachelor's degree in psychology or whatever. Um, then start with those kinds of things that will help you see yourself as a whole person that, that is separate from the tasks you take on and the goals you set for yourself. I think that's a great way to start. Yeah, I think it is a great way to start. And I think even just reminding yourself, like just making yourself do it, even if you're like, well, I don't know if this will help just the more you start separating the concept of your task list or your to-do list from your worth, the, the better. So even if it's just of like, I'm doing these things to help separate, you know, my task list from my to-do list. Um, but I think it's also important to make this a priority or keep working on it if you haven't, because as a global community, we kind of had the rug pulled out from under us, but every day people, their priorities get smacked and suddenly they are thrown into a world where they can't do their to-do list, whether it's because of a personal sickness or an illness to a family member or something, you know, something less catastrophic, but there's things that get twisted in our life. Right. And if we are relying on this tasks and doing things and accomplishments and achievements for our self-worth, then where are you getting that self-worth? Like it's, it's, it's easier to do this work when you can still rely a little on that task list for the worth boost <laughs> than when like the rug is pulled out from under right. you. And now you're like, I'm worthless. I can't do anything. I've done nothing. I'm not contributing to my family or I'm not participating in this. And then, then you have to figure out where your worth comes from and it's not impossible, but it's just a lot harder to do. Yeah. So these are good things to work on when it's not an emergency situation. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because it takes a long time too. So there's no reason not to start now. Um, another suggestion is to start redefining what you think of as success. So, um, in the research, one, um, idea that came up, which I really found interesting is rather than thinking of outcomes when you're thinking of success, meaning like, uh, you get the job, you get the car, you get the house, you get the, you know, you sell the book, whatever it is that your outcome might be. Start thinking about success as what emotions or feelings do you want to have rather than the accomplishments that you want to achieve? So do you want to feel free? Do you want to feel excited? Do you want to feel happy? How do you want to feel at the end of your goal? How, what feelings do you want to have and start thinking about success in terms of you've achieved those feelings rather than 
you know, the outcomes that you have in mind. And I think that's a really interesting way to look at success because there are a lot of different routes to get to those feelings. Um, and it makes success a lot more attainable for, for most of us, but also it just makes it more about who you are and less about what you're doing with yourself. And I think that that, um, goes to the next point that was raised in the research. And that is one other thing you can do is meditate. And this is going to sound very wooey, but I'll explain it to you meditate on the part of you that never changes. And that is your core self. And this is your inner voice. The part of you that never changes is the person who you actually are at your very center. So your core values, your innermost self that, you know, you can find if you turn inward, if you (laughs) take our inner voice course, um, if you, I don't know, maybe do our, you know, personal mission statement course, you could help that would help you figure this out. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've had a lot of questions on this in the past, like, wait, what is your inner voice? Um, (laughs) I know we talk about it a lot, but it can be confusing. Um, but it's really about who you are, on the very, very inside that has literally nothing to do with all this external stuff. It's just, you know, your very core values. Um, and if you focus on that, you can much more readily feel your self-worth because those things at your core are, are in my opinion, generally very good things. It's rare that you'll find bad things. Um, and uh, they boost your self-esteem. They boost your self-worth. They boost your feelings of value. Well, and and I know I just keep like hopping in with like these uh, PSAs, but it also, it's something that's, I don't want to say in your control, but because it is, it is who you are, but it's in your control compared to all of these other things that are like out of your control. You can work very hard for something. You can have a to-do list with perfect plans, but then there's a traffic jam or there's something like there's so many things that we, we have the bad habit. We, as people, humans of building our self-worth on things that are not in our control. And I think that is really one of the reasons that we all love a good to-do list because it's like, this is in my control. I can write things down and then I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to be awesome and no one else is in control. Right. And to a certain extent, it's, you know, how I want to, you know, my son who, you know, keeps striving to make this baseball team and has had varying degrees of success. And it's like, you're in charge of the working hard part, right? You're in charge of what you, what you do and, and how much you put forward. You're not in charge of who makes the team that's out of your control. And so it's confusing because theoretically he is a good to-do list and he's going to follow it and that's going to give him fulfillment. But what I want him to find fulfillment in and that worth is he's determined that, you know, not that he checks that list off every single day, but that he remembers that he's a determined person. He's someone who's willing to work hard for what he wants. And these are things that he is even on days that he doesn't work hard for what he wants, like even, you know, and we, we are these things at our core 
And I, like I said, I think this is where we sometimes lean on the to-do list and that's how they become such a prominent place in our life. Cause we feel like we can control them. But as we've talked about over the last year, there's so much less in our control than we think there is. Um, so doing all of the things that you're suggesting, Riley, I like are, are, are the first steps, or you could just, you know, stage a rebellion like I did. And it was like, forget that. <laughs> My to-do list is awesome, but I am too. And I'm not telling you about my to-do list. Right. That's also an option at any time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, whatever you want. Or you can just meditate. Those are good too. <laughs> Meditation is always a suggestion around yes. here. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Um, but those are, you know, those are just some good places to start. I think it, anything that helps you separate yourself from your to-do list so that you can see it for what it is. And I think you're absolutely right, Tova. It's a way in which we help categorize and control the world around us. It's also, you know, obviously a very useful tool, right? Like I cannot remember anything. Anyone, everyone knows that, right? I have a terrible memory. Um, and so I use lists for everything. Yeah. I mean, there's lists all over my house, but it's also a crutch because it helps us feel like we're accomplishing things, even if maybe we're not right. I mean, I know I've written things down just so I can cross them out because it's satisfying. Um, and that's okay. Like there's, there's sometimes where we need that little boost and that that's okay. There's no shame in that either. It's just when we fail to recognize our own value out above and beyond outside of these lists, outside of the fact that, you know, we've accomplished whatever number of things on a to-do list outside of the fact that somebody's patted us on the back and said, good job. That's where we run into the problems because as we've said at length, your self-worth, your value as a human being exists full stop. It exists. And it doesn't require you to do anything. It doesn't require you to accomplish anything. It doesn't require you to be a a, quote success. Your value exists. And so when we attach our value to these to-do lists or to our success at a job or to our children or to our friends or to our, our account on Instagram or whatever it is, then we devalue ourselves. And that is where we run into trouble. That's where we get ourselves depressed and sad and lonely and scared and shamed and all of these things that, that make it harder for us to live the lives we want to live. And what we're talking about in this season and what we've been talking about all episode is how do we separate that, that experience from in this episode in particular, how do we separate that experience from a to-do list? Because as we all know, people have, have had trouble doing that. I certainly have, um, Tova is much better about it than, than I am, which is admirable. We're all (laughs) a work in progress on it. That's the word word I'm using today. Um, and so, you know, we've given you some, some examples of how to do it. And, uh, we would love to hear from you and hear, uh, Uh, you know, drop us a line on our social media and let us know sort of how it goes for you. We do have homework as we always do. Um, And our homework is actually going to be our interview, one of our interview questions that we ask all our guests. So um, exciting news for all of you. So (laughs) as no surprise here, 
grab your journals because you know, why, why would we not ask you to journal? That's what we always do, but get out your journal. And I want you all to think about how you determine if your day is a success at the end of the day, do you think about it? Do you take an inventory? Do you not think about it? Do you make a list? You know, what do you do? Um, so I want you to think about that and then take some time, maybe set a timer. I think this is a good timer kind of exercise, set a timer for 10 minutes and journal on what a successful day looks like for you now. And then set a timer for another 10 minutes and journal on what you would like a successful day to look like for you. And then hit us up on social and let us know, let us know what you find. Cause I'm very curious. I, this is a, this is a journey I am also going through and Tova is going through with you all. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a season that's attacking us personally. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay to be a work in progress on this. It's okay to struggle with it. All of it is okay. And, um, and we're right there with you on the, (laughs) on the journey. So let us know how it goes. Yes. Good luck. You know, and, um, just as a, I know we're done because we did our homework, but I just saw a, someone posted an article on Instagram that, that they wrote the article, but they weren't in charge of the, the headline. And, um, it was, Rachel Cargill and she was talking about not having kids and, and the headline said like how not having kids has allowed allowed me to be a more productive life. And she was like, just be clear. I did not pick that headline. It was how I could live a more authentic life. And she was just talking about it for her personally. But I think that, um, as you're journaling and as we sort of redefine words, because Riley and I keep always looking up words and we don't like what they're defined, but, uh, and I know you don't love the word authentic, but how, how, you know, what does your day look like when you've had an authentic day? How does it relate to those tasks? And is it the same of having a productive day? And if it's not, how do we redefine what productive is? Right. And, and that I think is something that I continually work on. Like for me, I don't, I haven't figured it out, but I have figured out that just a day where I just check things off my to-do list is not productive for me. There needs to be more, there needs to be something else to it. So just a few more things for you to think about as you get your journals out. Uh, But with that, we will be back next week with another interview, which we are very excited about. So have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.